Welcome back to Ashburton. We're uh, about ready to start now. It's political commentary. With Rod Oram this morning. Kia ora, Rod. How are you? Kia ora, Rachel. Very well, thank you. It's great to have you on the show. A lot has happened since we last spoke with you, uh, and there's plenty to talk about when it comes to Cyclone Gabriel and the, I guess, the political response or the political uh, recovery effort is maybe the angle we're taking on it this morning. There, there's so so many things that sort of happen when a disaster happens, but particularly when it's kind of got such a climate change lens on it. What's been some of the things that you've noticed uh, from the government and from some of the political parties in the in the week since we've seen the events happening around the country? Um, they've responded um, in the same way they have to climate all the way through. So we know what they think now. The really interesting question, which I can't answer, was as a few more weeks unfold and recovery gets really underway and all the rest, will it change their thinking about the future? And I mean, I, I just plain don't know. Obviously, I hope it will, um, but I'm not convinced. Mm. So from Labour's point of view, it knows that it can offer plans, it can deliver some, but then rather slowly, that then prevaricate on others. Um, the way they completely kneecapped the um, carbon markets, for example, uh, late last year. And now we have a relatively low price for carbon, which means less happens. Um, and we just, crucially, they won't talk about, and this is true of all the parties, they will talk about building back better and they will talk about resilience, but they won't talk about mitigation, mm. which is completely crazy because if you don't mitigate, you are opening yourself up to exponential uh, more um, chaos and damage from escalating um, um, climate change. You, you can never adapt, adapt enough. No. And I'll give you one example of that from Labour. Um, I have heard, and I categorise it as that, the Waka Kotahi has a new comms line that it's um, enforcing internally, that people can talk about resilience, but they can't talk about mitigation. Well, that's pretty crazy for the transport sector. And I, I hope that's not true. But if it's true, the next question becomes, is that something that they dressed, dreamed up in that agency, or is that a new comms message from mm. government? And we're going to see in due course. Um, national, um, well, uh, they have yet ever to deliver a clear, correct and convincing position on climate. Yep. So for them, dissembling is the new denial. Um, and um, uh, they have got to come through with coherent and committed policies on um, climate um, in time for the election. We know what ACT thinks. They're old school denial, end of story. Um, the Greens know what's going on. Um, and they are very articulate about it. Um, Shaw is a good leader um, of the party and on this issue. Um, but clearly, Greens have a real problem um, trying to convince more than a small proportion of New Zealand that they have a lot of the answers. And then Māori Party bring a lot to the table on these issues, um, but it's not an overall um, construct um, for a climate response. So that's kind of where we stand politically. Um, and as I say, I'm absolutely have no idea whether the um, foretaste of utter and terminal unsustainability that we've seen with from Cyclone Gabriel and indeed hail before it and countless more cyclones to come, whether it actually does change what voters think. Because mm. <laughs> what voters think will actually change what the parties deliver. So it's actually circling it back to us. It's us, the voters, to be demanding of our, the parties we support. 
Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm interested, we don't need to focus on it too much, but obviously we did see Maureen Pugh from the National Party getting a bit of hot water this week around climate change. And I think perhaps what is more interesting than, than Maureen's comments is the response from the rest of her party. Do you have any thoughts about that incident this week and, and, and perhaps yes. the fallout from that? They told her to read more. I want to see evidence that they have read more mm. and can articulate what that means because they can't. And, and if they have been reading, they still can't articulate it. So I'm afraid it was a, a rather lame response from both Luxon and Willis. Mm, yeah, a very interesting one there. The financial support is going to be a really big thing for Hawke's Bay particularly, but for a lot of people in Tamaki Makoto and up in the far north as well, the, there is a lot to be done to recover from this cyclone and from the floods weeks prior in, in Tamaki. What do you think we can expect to see from the government? We've already seen one support package come through and we're anticipating more what do you think we can expect to see and what would you hope we see um there's three parts to this the first is very encouraging there will be immediate um short-term money um that's already starting to flow and there will be plenty of that and the thanks to being um, we now have thanks to covid an ability to devise programs very fast and deliver them so i i've, I've got no particular worries over that other than whether um, it, uh, it can scale up fast enough. The second one, though, is when you start to uh, recover from this in terms of you know, rebuilds and the like. So the crucial question is, do we replace with the same or similar? And the, the rough price tag for that that's being banded around, and of course these are rough guesses because we have no idea what the damage is, mm. is about $15 billion um, dollars, uh, that the government's going to have to come up with, which is broadly similar to the Christchurch earthquakes. Um, but, um, uh, and that's perfectly doable, but that's not the point. It's not just a question about um, building back somewhat better. It's actually about doing um, building back and mitigating at the same time um, so that we can get true recovery and adaptation. Um, and um, that's a much bigger um, price tag but it is a very huge investment in our future, and we can afford it. Our government um, ranks about the fifth lowest in the OECD amongst developed countries um, for G um, debt as a percentage of GDP. Um, we have very good fiscal discipline here. Mm. We've just got to get over this, that it has to be largely um, um, neutral, i.e. cost neutral, that we can sort of do it within current constraints. This is about investing in our future, mm -hmm. and um, New Zealand can absolutely afford to do it, has to do it, and the benefits from doing so will give us far greater resilience, true resilience, and true mitigation, and all the benefits from um, making our economy and society far more climate compatible than it is now. That is a fantastic point. One, one last thing I wanted to touch on, Rod, is, is about equity when we talk about climate change mitigation and also response and recovery from a disaster. We saw with the Christchurch earthquakes uh, a, a sort of mixed way in which communities were supported uh, in the very long recovery effort there. And as you would expect, uh, poorer and browner communities really suffered uh, in a way that uh, middle class class white Christchurch didn't necessarily what are we going to see do you anticipate from the long-term recovery effort do you think that we have the tools as a country to manage the equity issue at the heart of this recovery 
Um, if we continue to rather blindly or last at least rather short-term focus and um, stumble our way through this we repeat all of those mistakes um, but the phrase about just transitions in in i.e there's a way through this that is just for everybody is absolutely fundamental to any of these responses because that's only then do you get people on side and contributing you know their efforts their thoughts you know their work in all this so there has to be the just transition um, for everybody. And um, we know broadly what that looks like. We've known broadly how to do some of that stuff. It's just we've never done it properly. Um, and so now is the time to actually do it. Um, and so the way we recover here, absolutely, that has to be the bedrock because it's all about the people. Um, and unless everybody is involved and treated very fairly and fully and justly in this, it's not a true recovery. Mm. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning, Rod. Uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Take care, and uh, hopefully we won't have to talk about more disasters. Uh, we can just continue this kind of conversation. No, no, there's more, there'll be more cyclones. I mean, I'm sorry to be just realistic about this. Climate has fundamentally changed. Um, this is, a bit, as I say at the beginning, this was an absolute foretaste of the utter and terminal uh, of our utter and terminal unsustainability if we don't respond correctly to this that is a great note to end on thank you so much rod have a great rest of your morning we'll talk to you soon thank you see ya you just heard a bit of political commentary with rod